This your boy Savon checking in with the Living Room Podcast. And I got a brand new episode for y'all, the people, for the culture. And I got my bop going on right now. I'm feeling a little cocky, you know, because I got I to gotta humbly brag real quick. You know, I got my little humble brag that I got going on right now because I had the opportunity to chop it up with a Grammy Award winner, a Soul Train Award winner. This man currently holds the number one spot in the R&B charts on iTunes. Y'all probably done made babies to this man music. I'm talking about singer-songwriter Avant. Yes, I got to chop it up with Avant, and it was a pleasure. I got to see this man in concert last year, and it was incredible. So I just want y'all to tune in because I had the opportunity to, you know, chop it up with him and have a cool conversation. And go download that album. It's called Can We Fall in Love? But right now, take a listen to this. <laughs> All right, I got Avant checking in with the Living Room Podcast, man. Appreciate you checking in with me, brother. Thanks so much for having me, man. I'm blessed to have this nice studio album, bro. There's been a lot going on around it. And, um, you know, it's just really about giving people, you know, and it's crazy, but I say giving men the, the true, because men don't really get to speak, and I'm trying to speak for the man. And I'm not talking in ego, I'm speaking as a man. You feel what I'm saying? What I mean by that is, I'm not talking about what I have. I'm not talking about, the, you know, my prized possessions. I'm talking about us as men and how we feel. So that's what this album is based on. And that's that's what we need. That's what we need back in R&B, man, because like, yeah, man. it seems like that's what we lack in. What, what, what else do you feel like has really been lost in the game as far as R&B. Well, I, you know, I don't think it's anything's been lost. It's just like, I look at the R&B now as more like disco was, you know what I'm saying? It's just a, it's a, it's a little venture off, but it's going to come back because if in 1990, from 1990 to 2020, we was doing the same R&B, that hardcore heartfelt R&B, we would be tired. You know what I mean? So right now, what we did was we, we, we ventured off a little bit, you know, talked about a couple of things in the club and partying, but it's going to get back to what, what are we doing together as a, as a uh, you know, as a relationship? How do, how do we make this thing work? And I think that that's what people can get. And all my true R&B lovers and all the true R&B writers out there, you can channel. I'm, uh, I'm giving you the opportunity to channel back into that with this album. Right. The album name is kind of, this is very self-explanatory. You know, mm-hmm. you got it. You got it right there. Um, it's called, can we fall in love? Mm-hmm. You got singles off the joint. Tell me, tell me, uh, you know, what brought you into getting back in the studio and, and getting back to doing well, what you, you know, love so much. It's really the fans, man. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I could have lived outside of the studio and, you know, I could have did my thing, but it's about the fans, man. They're calling me. They're like, yo, bro, we need something. We need some therapy from you. That's what I call my music. It's really therapy. So they like, yo, we need that from you, bro. We need to get back in with our girls. How can we do that? Or we need to get away from this chick. How can we do that? You know what I'm saying? So that's what I tried to base the premise of the album on. It's basically what you're going through in your life how to get you away or how to pull you closer to your girl. If you listen to a song like Take It Slow, man, hey, it's about making love. You feel what I'm saying? And then you listen to a song like You Don't Love Me No More. Now it's talking about what happened to what we had. You feel what I'm saying? But it's not lust. A lot of us living in lust. You know what I mean? And we having kids in lust. Then next thing you know, we in the court system. 
because we never was in love. We just learned how to do that thing thing together. Yeah, Feel yeah. The and it's like, but then you look up and say, okay, that's all the that's the only chemistry we had. So you know what I mean? I'm looking go at ahead. the track listings. I was able to go in and check out the joint. Um, solid body of work, man. Solid body Thank of work. It's, it's, it's refreshing Thank to hear you again. And it just brings me to my next question. I still listen to your your old joints, like they're Thank brand you. new, just because R&B is so timeless, man. It just lasts. Good music mm -hmm. lasts with us forever. But do you have a favorite out of anything, out of any of those mm -hmm. old leading singles? Like, I know you got them. You got the joint with Kiki. You got separated. Yeah, you got, yeah. I know they're different times of life. Can you really give me a favorite one up to this day? Man, it's so hard. And I'll be, I'll be lying if I said I did. You know what I mean? Because we have the passion of uh, Kobe Bryant. But I wrote Don't Take Your Love Away when I saw him going through his thing with his wife in Denver. I was actually in Denver at the same time. And, you know, I saw him on the TV and it was like, wow. I saw a man that never humbled himself on the court, have to humble himself. And that's what I wrote, Don't Take Your Love Away From. So it's like, it's hard for me to pick a song because it's all moments for me. You know, if that makes sense. I don't, I don't want to cop out, but that's the truth. Got it. I dig it. And I had, I had the opportunity to see you perform these, uh, these classic joints uh, here in Jacksonville. You came for the R&B concert, Joe, and everything. I seen you do your thing. Everything's Thanks, still there. It's solid. You ain't lose one step when it comes to it. Thanks, and so it. It, was, it was real dope to see that. And so I have another question for you. We know that you and Kiki, Kiki White, you guys do great duets um, in the future. Would there be a possibility that you all work together again, uh, together again on another joint? Yeah, you know, everybody's been asking me about that. It's just all about the perfect timing, you know, and, and trying to pick different topics to talk about. Cause I don't want to drain everybody with the same, I love you. That's boring to me. You know what I mean? So it might be some spats back and forth on the album, but I want everybody since they're so in tune to wanting to get the album. I know that they're also in tune to want to criticize if it's not good enough. And we've set the bar so high. Sometimes you got to fall back and say, okay, I got to make sure this is just as, as special as my own personal album too. So I got to make sure it's right before I just put it out there, you know? Understood. Definitely understood. I just want you to de debunk one of these rumors that came out here, man. And it, mm -hmm. at first when I seen it, it hurt me when I seen it. But then I looked and I was like, man, this sounds like, this sounds like bull, man. Can you mm -hmm. please debunk the rumor that's going on about you, the health well, of uh, I, I, I was supposed to be dead like a couple months ago. So, you know right. what I mean? I, that was the debunk. But it's just all, I stopped eating um meat i don't eat meat anymore you know what i'm saying and but the drastic change was that you still got to find what to eat so i found the herbs and i found the right mushrooms to eat you know what i'm saying so i can give you if you want to change your life i can give you the right things to do you know what i mean you got to get some cordyceps mushrooms you got to get some some reishi you got to get some some lion's mane all of these are minerals and mushrooms that actually keep the body going it's medicine for the body. You know what I'm saying? So everybody, if you really want to change yourself and get right, hey, that's what you got to do. Hey, and more power to you for even dealing with that stuff, man, because like 
being in the public eye, you guys deal with so many rumors that come out. And when I seen yeah. it, it was just like at first it was it was believable. At first, I was like, what? And then I'm like, come on, man, this sound like crap. Because I see your IG, I got to see you performing every day. I was like, man, this is crazy. Right, so, exactly. But you know, one thing is for sure, everybody is they will do anything for likes. Word. You know what I'm saying? So you gotta you gotta watch that. But again, if you if you decide to change your life, it's not really gonna affect you like it would me because I'm in I'm in the the whole social world. Right. You feel what I'm saying? So whenever I make a, a big change, it's like, oh yo. And then people start writing bull. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, man, just your man's solid. We good. Definitely. Good to see that. Good to hear that. Uh, I, I want to take a question back to the past for you. Um, okay. I know when you first came in the game, you were signed under Magic Johnson. Yes, under yes, sir. Magic Johnson's music label, is that yep. correct? Yes, sir. And, and uh, you know, big ups to Magic, you know what I'm saying? He showed me a lot. And then one of the things he told me was, be consistent, be you. You know what I mean? Can't nobody do you better than you. You know what I mean? So, uh, um, I take that with me. Every every time I've been around a great that gave me a great quote, I always keep them with me, man. So big ups to Magic. I appreciate that. Yeah, because I was checking out your unsung episode, and I feel like every time when I when I do these podcast episodes and I do my research, I'm learning so much more than what I initially thought I knew beforehand. And I was like, Magic Johnson had a label, and to know yeah, that yeah. the single that you came out with on the label was so fire, man. It's so it's so classic. Thank you, man. Thank it was just like, all right, so I'm learning something, man. So that's dope. That's real dope, man. I appreciate you, you know, chopping it up with me and checking out the album. Please tell people where they can find your album. Everybody, please continue to download and stream uh, uh, Can We Fall In Love? That's the name of the album. Can We Fall In Love? Download and stream and also follow me on the social sites at, um, at Avant Music. Everybody, I love y'all. Continue to love R&B because I'm always giving it to you. No problem. No problem. I appreciate you, Revant, man, checking in. You're R&B king in my eyes, brother. And uh, much, much success to you in the future, man. I definitely appreciate you checking in with me in the living room. And everybody, go get that out. This is real R&B at the Fonts. Fonts back. You got more classes to go, man. So R&B is That's never how we dead. Do, baby. Know, nobody says R&B is never dead. It's never dead. You know what I'm saying? We got to always keep it on the respirator, baby. Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I appreciate it, man. Thanks, man. God bless you, bro. God bless you, too. Yep, yep. I appreciate y'all checking in with me here at the Live Room Podcast. Another episode in the books, man. Go make sure y'all follow Avant on IG at Avant Music. And go download his album, Can We Fall In Love? Man, it was a pleasure to speak with this man, and I hope y'all just keep on staying tuned with me because I'm keeping new content coming y'all way, man, for the people, for the culture, man. And just remember, before you come in the living room, take your shoes off. Yeah, all right. So I want to take this special time out to uh, answer some questions, some commonly asked questions that I get. Um... And I do get questions, no cap. And uh, I just wanted to address them on the podcast because they're pretty good questions. And uh, if you're listening, I got your question. So um, the first question is asked is how I got into podcasting, which I'm going to give you the best, shortest answer I can give, but I can't guarantee you it's going to be short. Uh, How I got into podcasting really was just me being a lover of the culture um, of hip-hop. 
in uh, music, media, and entertainment. Um, I'm a I'm an artist first, and I'm a self-taught DJ. Growing up as a kid, it was a hip hop and R&B house. I grew up on not only old school music, but as well as being a hip hop child. My mom didn't shelter us with with not having hip hop and R&B in the house. We would get in her car. She's playing Sir Mix a lot. She's playing Jade. She's playing Blackstreet, uh, Total, D'Angelo. She's playing everything. We heard everything in the car. Tupac. Um, and my first pieces of music was like BBD, Poison on Tape, Ice Cube, Today Was a Good Day, Moni Love, Tupac's Greatest Hits, um, just stuff like that. And then, of course, my uncle introduced me to Biggie and stuff like that. So I was hearing this stuff as a kid, so it's always been in me. But um, as I got a little bit you know, older, I would say like eight or nine or whatever, and um, we moved down back to Florida, and my brother had this tape recorder thing, it was called like Radio DJ, and we would uh, dub the music off the tape, um, onto the tape, and then record our own parts of us talking, like we're Radio DJ, so it was kind of like something that we fooled around with, we used to record our own mixtapes off like dubbing instrumentals and spitting over them through the tape player and stuff like that. So we had real mixed tapes on tape that me and my brother was rapping on and stuff like that. So we always wanted to be a part of the culture. And uh, the fast forward to the future, um, going to college and FAMU is so much of a rich culture of hip-hop and, and, and music and just how heavily influenced it was on campus. You know, the set Fridays and and things that uh that we could look forward to while being there, you know. And we could see how much hip hop had on, on fashion and, and lifestyle being there. And I remember my roommate in college, uh, you know, we still used to get CDs. I graduated twenty thirteen, but throughout that time of me being there, yes, we still had physical CDs and a stereo in the living room. And what we'll do, we'll pop that C D into the stereo and um we'll have a snacks We'll have snacks, food, whatever, whatever we're drinking, whatever you're smoking, whatever. And we'll just be quiet and listen to the music. And then afterwards, we're giving our reviews of what we think about or whatever. Just me and my dog. And um, we would just, you know, just chop it up on that. And up to this day, my homie will still hit me up and we, we still chopping it up. Hey, have you heard this new J. Cole? Have you listened to this? Have you listened to that? And giving our opinions about the culture. You know, originally, I wanted to do a podcast with him, you know, because we're just... We grew up the same way off music, of having music in households and being hip-hop kids. But I didn't know shit about podcasting, and I just listened to them. You know, my first podcast I listened to was uh, Brilliant Idiots with Charlemagne the God. But beforehand, I was listening to uh, internet radio or satellite radio. So I was looking at stuff like Angela Yee's lip service and stuff like that. And so that was my idea of a first introduction to podcasts. And um, fast forward until, you know, the future... I had my opportunity to have one podcast with a group of people I had that was that, that I had going, but uh, disbanded and really started doing my own thing. And originally, I was supposed to keep you know two of the co-hosts, but COVID happened, and I was like, man, I'm tired of kind of procrastinating. It's not their fault; it's just the virus is keeping us apart. And so, I just reached out and got my first interview, and um, that was only supposed to be a one-time thing, but I enjoyed it so much. I was like, man, let me keep this this interview thing going because at the end of the day, I always told myself that like, if stuff don't pop with me as an artist, I still want to be connected to the culture somehow, journalistically. Um, 
because I remember when I was younger, I wanted to write for Vibe magazine or Double XL and or the Source because like uh, that's something I had a passion for. I used to go buy those magazines and and read them. Like even in college, we had a stack of Double XL magazines right there in the table in our living room. So um, that's something I wanted to do. And you know, when I look back hindsight, you know, I wish I would have went to school for journalism or broadcast journalism and stuff. So. It was always ingrained in me wanting to be a curator of the culture and a voice for the culture. And um, seeing radio artists that I grew up on, like, uh, you know, still prosper and do their thing today is, is great. You know, I see great radio DJs like um, Angie Martinez or Big Boy in the Neighborhood or Sway Calloway. And then your, your Charlemagne, the guys of, you know, of today and um, just how the culture could be pushed and being able to talk about it is great. So that's what got me into podcasting. And that's a that's a short sum because I could go on and on about what led me here. But that's really what got me into it. Um, I did get another question about how do I get my interviews. Okay. I get my interviews by simply grinding. I can't give away the secret. But really it's like be, don't be afraid to take no's. Because I get a lot of no's before I get yeses. And um... I still get no's, even though every single episode I've got um I've got notable, noteworthy artists and celebrities and stuff that I got the opportunity to talk to. But I don't mean nothing at the end of the day because you got to keep going. I never got on my high horse and was like, man, I got this person. I don't need to interview nobody no more or work twice as hard. Yes, you have to be professional. You have to be um, persistent and not afraid to take no as a, you know. If, if it's a no at that time around, let's circle back. Let's build connections. So that's basically what I do. Build relationships, not be afraid to reach out and um, talk to these people and see what I can get going. And if it doesn't work out, hey, on to the next one. So that's really how I do how I do it, man, is just uh, taking a leap of faith and um, just putting my best foot forward at, at, at trying to grab these people and capture them to be able to have the conversation. And the resume still building, you know, so... That's the best answer I can give when it comes to that. I have another question. Somebody asked me what I like to get in the radio. That's basically uh, another part of what kind of um, got me into podcasting because I've interviewed with iHeart twice. The first time I interviewed with iHeart twice, it was a brief interview. Um, I wanted to be an on-air, uh, on-air talent. And um, we had the interview, but uh, I never really got called back after that. Um, I hear with some changes that was going on and everything, and and that was just something I was just like, okay, whatever, because I had a job at the time anyway, so I didn't know how I was gonna do it. And then the second, um, the second time I interviewed with them, like a year or two later, they remembered me and they actually called me to come in and interview for a promotions job. And I was like, okay, I could do a little promotions job. My my job schedule opens it up where I could be able to do it. And I interviewed with him, and I swear it was like a one-hour interview. And we we it went from an interview to us just having a conversation about music and the culture, or where we want music and how we see it going. And I remember going into the studio while they were recording their um their show for the day and everything. I thought I surely had it in the bag. I was like, yeah. And then I had a little bit more leverage because I was DJing at the time and everything, and, and you know um. I could use that. Like, hey, I DJ and I could be the on-air talent, whatever. And they wanted to hire me, but iHeart put them on a hiring freeze. And I truly just, like, never got called back after that about anything when something was to open up. So I don't know. But 
I tried that, you know, with iHeart. And then, you know, I had the opportunity to try to reach out with another radio station here. And, um, you know, they had me send DJ mixes, and they were always, always heavily critiqued. But at the end of the day, I just don't think they was ready to try to bring somebody in there new. But, yeah, I always wanted to get on the radio. But, you know, when you have things like podcasting now, this is this is the other part of radio. This is something that's commercial-free. You could take your content and, and do whatever you want with it. You know, you don't have to worry about being censored or uh, the politics of it. You know, it's politics and everything. But I'm just saying, like, you can be your own creative right now. And so that's the best thing about podcasting is taking what you want and mastering it and putting it out the way you want to when you want to. So that's really what I got into it for um, and everything. Uh, somebody asked me, will I uh, will I do more videos um with podcasting i think that's the last question i got and i don't uh i you know i get a lot of questions but they're the same question just asked in different ways so i'm not skipping out on nobody who hasn't asked questions but um the video part of it is like something that i didn't want to do at first i tried it with the last podcast it was cool because that was a different different approach i was taking but with this one i just wanted wanted to hone in on the the conversation, but originally, um, I was just doing audio, but then I do know that visuals help with people, but I took it as me being a consumer. When I think about podcasts, I like to just put my headphones in and be playing 2k or something and listen to a podcast or being on a road trip and listening to a podcast instead of music. Like I don't have to see it. It's not visual, but I do understand it is, uh, it is important. Um, I started doing Zoom interviews. My first Zoom interview was with Christopher Play Martin, Play from Kid and Play. And that went well, so I started doing more Zoom interviews when they're available with people um, to be able to let you all see the visuals of the people I talk to because it don't be no cap. I really be talking to these people. And so that's another good thing about it because y'all know I'm not just blowing smoke and uh, faking a funk with people that's not really these people. These, these are real celebs, the real artists, the real athletes that I am speaking to. And... Um, that's the great part of being able to give y'all multiple forms of being able to tune into my podcast. So uh, that's all I have for y'all right now, man. Keep the questions coming. I don't care if you know me personally, text me. If you follow me on social media, ask the questions, man, and I'll, I'll get to address them in my best way that I can. So I appreciate y'all for checking in and, uh, you know, new content coming soon. I'm out.